Welcome to Vince's last drink, everybody. My name's Vince Hero, and my last drink was 19 nights ago. Where I can honestly say that yesterday was the closest I've come to breaking point. The closest I've come to to having a drink uh, in the not even three weeks that I'm calling my sobriety. It was a close one. It was a close one. Sundays might be the toughest day for me. It's the, you know, the work the next day. It's the awareness that the clock is ticking on your, your free time and you just want to maximize that time. It's the fact that I drank on a Sunday every Sunday for 20 years. Oh, how did I get through it, you ask? Two words, white motherfucking knuckles. White knuckles and overeating really. I am a fucking, I'm a fat fuck waiting to happen right now. It's a matter of time. It is a, I'm bored. I've got an itch. I can't scratch. The food is right there and I want to eat all of it right now. The other night I was watching people make burgers on YouTube for an hour and a half. And look, I managed not to Uber eat a burger, but that's only because I'd already eaten a whole pizza and a bag of chips. Two days ago, I, b- I bought um, Christmas mince pies that should have been eaten three weeks ago, but I bought them because they were 50 cents. And I thought, well, I can eat them. I can. This is where, as an addict, you've really got to look at yourself in the mirror and you've got to decide how you're going to split up your addiction or what you're going to devote your addic- addiction to. What aholic are you going to be? I think most people wind up becoming a fucking workaholic. Workaholics, I I understand workaholics now. Because that's the fucking, that's the one place where, aside from being a fucking exercise-aholic, I'll never understand that. But a workaholic, there are tangible rewards in line with, with, with that type of addiction. It's a healthy addiction. I mean, to a point. If I was honest with myself, I think, I, you know, I would like to be a sex addict, but who's kidding who? Any hopes of that happening are, are long gone. I definitely feel like that's the best one, though, because that'll keep your other addictions in check, or at least, you know, some of my other ones. You can't be drunk all the time if you're trying to have sex with people. Even if you do make it through that, you know, the conversation phase of the interaction, we all know how alcohol can affect sexual performance and then it would keep eating in check as well because you don't want to you know you don't want to have to cover up your pasty tits when you're in the sheets so i don't know although i think the, the the sex addicts that are real deep into it they fuck prostitutes and i i'm i'm not cut out for that shit when i was 22 i went out with a a friend of mine and his boss and they decided after being too ugly to get any attention from any real women during the night that they would get prostitutes. I didn't say I wanted one, but I mustn't have said that I didn't want one loud enough or convincingly enough. And I was asleep on the sofa, and I feel this hand on my back. And I opened one eye, and I saw what was the roughest-looking lady I've ever seen in my life staring back at me. I don't remember what I said, but I don't think I was very nice to her. 
and I feel bad about it. I sent her back to her car. From her perspective, she was probably happy as Larry because she'd been paid. And now, you know, she didn't have to tap this ass. But I still kind of feel bad. It cannot be an easy job, her line of work. I lived in King's Cross back in 2012 for a while. And you'd see these girls working and you'd see the grind. And you'd see how it was taking its toll on these poor women. I remember seeing this young girl. I don't know, early 20s, and she'd stand there in the street, you know, wearing her hooker shit, obviously, showing off the wares, but uh, she'd be reading a textbook. So she must have been, you know, trying to put herself through uni or something. But then a couple of years later, I went back for some reason, and I saw her again, and she did not look well. The life had gotten to her. She, uh, her skin was fucking gray. She was all bony. Her eyes were kind of looking each other in the eye. There was a bloody tooth sticking out of her 60-cent cone. She wasn't well. She wasn't well. But um, I did keep her number because I think if I'm going to be pursuing sex addiction, she's definitely the caliber of partner that I can expect. This podcast had no point whatsoever. Um, But if you're a sex addict and you want to show me the ropes, send me an email at Vince's last drink at gmail.com I would love to talk to you tomorrow.